0: Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money.
1: And welcome back to the Investor Coaching Show. This is Iron Ward, along with Aaron Zawoski. And Elvis is in the house. I love this. <laughs> oh, that's really nice. So before the break, we were talking about age and risk and the importance of knowing what your risk level is because you need to know what the timing is going to be and what you can pull from your portfolio right safely right yeah you know all of these guarantees that these insurance companies provide for annuities mm-hmm. is because they have decades and decades of data of historical returns of portfolios stocks and bonds that they have built and that they use in order to pay the investors.
2: And they have decades and decades of information of how long people live. That's correct. I mean, to the nth degree.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Those actuaries are brilliant.
2: That's what they're paid for.
1: That's what they're paid for. Yeah. Um, But in looking at, you know, like I was saying, I'm 63 years old. Oh, I'll be 63. I don't want to. Age myself for two months Uh, i'll be 63 in february so as long as i have a quality of life now maybe at some point i won't be able to drive a car but and if it flies that's really going to break my heart Uh, but if i can open up my phone and pull out my uber app and have them come and take me to the restaurant or take me over to t-pack or skirm horn dinner to enjoy a night out I, why wouldn't I want to live long, just be, you know, longer and see, I mean, you know, if you think about what somebody who is turning 99 has seen. Oh, I know.
2: It's amazing.
1: You know, unfortunately they've seen what, seven major wars. Yeah. They've yeah. seen the invention of the telephone. They've seen the car.
2: The car. Uh,
1: yeah. They've seen computers. I mean, they've seen so much. Why wouldn't we want to see what's next? Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, I don't know that if I did live to 99, if that would be enough time for me to see Elon Musk put a man on the Mars or a woman on Mars. I mean, but that would be pretty cool Yeah. to be able to see that. So if you understand how much risk is in your portfolio, you can know with fer- fairly good certainty how much you can take out of that portfolio. And what the expected growth on the portfolio is doing without these confusion from the insurance companies of false promises or them working against you. Because if they're trying to sell you on fear or if they're successful on selling you on fear and greed, they're not really working for you. They're really working against you. And unfortunately, that is the way, to a very large degree, Wall Street actually works.
2: Right. And, you know, here's the thing. Um, at Paul Winkler, our tagline is relax about money. Mm-hmm. And I think that's very true because if you're, if you listen to these myths that we've been talking about all day, it can Creates uncertainty, worry, stress, and God knows people are stressed today, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So, wouldn't it be better to have be more educated and understand and have some peace of mind that you really understand what you're doing and why, and it's intentional and you've controlled that risk and you've made, you know, done the best job you can do to uh, ensure you're not going to run out of money. We can never say, you know, you never would. But but again, from a compliance standpoint, the odds are definitely that it's going to be that you're protected. The greatest probability possible that you won't run out of money and you'll be protected in your retirement.
1: So. Well, there are two ways of investing. One way is based upon the science, right which is what we try to educate our clients. So let me kind of clear up uh, maybe a little bit misnomer about as investor coaches what we do. We don't teach investors how to do the investing how to build a portfolio, how much percentage-wise of stocks or fixed income and large and small in growth and value in U.S. international and emerging markets.
2: We don't don't teach do-it-yourself investing.
1: Right. Um, Because I've been doing this now close to 40 years, and I can tell you right now I would probably blow myself up if I tried to manage the money itself. I have trusted advisors that manage the money that I've been working with and been in the same portfolio now for 23 years. Um, What we do is, and I would say everybody out there who's listening has either worked with a coach at some level or have even coached. And here's why I say this. You have worked with a coach, that person standing in front of your classroom, was a coach that person was teaching you how to add how to subtract how to read educating you about history and encouraging you to go home and do your homework to learn this information that you eventually got tested on Um, perhaps you have children or grandchildren and you're teaching them how to tie your shoes their shoes so that's coaching perhaps you've played sports you know, soccer, football, basketball, baseball, swam, you listen to a coach. Um, our coaching is different in, from the sense of we're not going to teach you how to be able to build a mutual fund or how to balance and put together different mutual funds to have a truly diversified portfolio. But what we are going to work with you on as coaches is what it really takes to be a successful investor.
2: And that's what people need coaching on because that's hard. It's hard to be a successful investor because everything on Wall Street and out in the media and and even, frankly, uh, people on the street uh, are trying to convince you almost of the opposite. They they are talking about and doing the myths that we're talking about, the things that... um, Uh, People believe that's what investing is, but that's not what the studies show is the most effective.
1: Well, and that leads into the second way of investing. Mm -hmm. And that's what I call story. Um, The first 17 years of my career was based upon what the insurance, not the insurance company, I didn't start in the insurance side of the industry, I started as a stockbroker. And the company would come out, we would go in and we would make cold calls. This was in the day before caller ID and, and do not call lists and all that. We would dial 300 numbers a day and hope to get 10 potential prospects. And then after two weeks of doing that, the third week, we would go into what we call a qualifying week where we would call up the 50, 60, 70 potential clients that we obtained after dialing 15,000 phone numbers and pitch the potential stock that we were looking at to see if they were ready to invest and how much could they possibly handle. And then we would go into the meeting and the manager would tell us the, the actual story that we were going to pitch. And then I ended up going to work for a company by the name of Shir and Brothers, And they had a whole course on teaching us how to create a story, whether we were selling a mutual fund, whether we were selling a stock or a bond. So the ways that you're going to invest are going to be based upon one or two things. It's going to be based upon a story. Well, this manager has had the best track record, beat every other manager for the last 10 years, or... This company uh, just bought another social networking company, social media company. So now they're going to grow even bigger and they're going to pick up X more clients and, and customers and their revenues with this and their profits with that.
2: So, so the thing that I think about when I hear you saying that, Ira, uh-huh. is that story that you were taught to call people on had nothing to do with with the investor. No, it didn't. It had nothing to do with, is this the best thing for this investor to be
1: in? No, it had to do with commissions. Right, right. Uh Mm -hmm. Kind of like the story that I would tell back in the latter part of the 90s when the insurance companies taught me how to sell equity index annuities and how, you know, one of the taglines that I used in the story was zero is your hero, meaning if the stock market dropped, your annuity wouldn't lose any value, so you got a zero that year.
2: Mm -hmm. That's a hero. That's catchy.
1: Right? (laughs) So you're either going to invest on a story, which is people trying to separate you from your money Mm -hmm. or to line your own pockets, whether it's a REIT, now, I remember I remember people coming and promoting REITs, real estate investment trusts and the interest that you were gonna earn each quarter. Right. And you know, it's it's sad that people come into my office and they've tied up, you know, tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars in these things and they really have no idea what they bought. Right. And they are they are really sold as a guarantee. That's correct. And which the, is really not true yeah and 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 this is part of the problem is that you know our brains themselves are not hardwired for investing Mm
2: -hmm.
1: right what our brains are hardwired for you know what we're gonna pick this up after the break we have to go to a break and we're gonna continue this conversation right after this thanks for tuning in to the investor coaching podcast now, you may be one of these people that's been
0: listening and realizing, wow, investing, there's a lot more to it than meets the eye, and financial planning, tax laws constantly changing and recognizing that maybe you might need some help in this area, but you don't want just anybody to help you out. So we have 10 offices in the Middle Tennessee area, and everything we do is fee only. We align our interests with your interests, so you can... Get an initial 15-minute phone call with any one of our offices just by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. That's it. Every one of the offices is run by somebody with 20-plus years experience. They're all degree planners. They all have academic backgrounds in investing, and you can get the help that you need. So if you want to set up a complimentary phone consultation, just go to paulwinkler.com forward slash
1: call. And we look forward to seeing you soon. So before the break, we were talking about your brain not being hardwired for investing. Right. What is your brain hardwired for?
2: Our brain is really hardwired for for safety and protection. It's, it's basically the fight and flight. Survival. Survival. Right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's where investors get hung up. Is that your brain is not hardwired for the market going down right and that's where a panic sets in but the best returns that we see in the market historically and we can go all the way back to 1926 the data is there the best returns most often follow big down years in the market
2: right right I mean actually the down year is your friend in a certain respect
1: especially when you're young. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. I always tell my younger clients and um I love working with young people, mm-hmm. you know, people say, well how much money can they have? It doesn't really matter. I know what their potential is.
2: I agree. I I love it when someone young comes into the office. I go, "Oh my gosh, we can help you so much."
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so much easier to have a younger client, you know, someone that's 23, 24, 25. To just be able to look and say, look, if you can just put away, you know, a couple hundred bucks a month, you know, start with a hundred, start with 50, start somewhere and slowly increase. And if you can get up to that 100, 150, $200 a month, it's so much easier to become a millionaire
2: mm-hmm. and
1: have that million dollars as opposed to waiting until you're 45. Right. But this is the, important of the importance of Diversifying the portfolio, understanding the purpose of rebalancing. So as coaches, we're not working with you to educate you on the investments and how to build a portfolio. We're educating you on the most important part, as I see it. And that is protecting your investments from you.
2: Right, right. Because our own behavior is often the thing that hurts us the most when it comes to investing.
1: Yeah. And, and, yeah and, and as I had said, I don't manage the mutual funds that I'm invested in. I don't manage the rebalancing of my portfolio. That I leave to the money managers that are actually handling that for me. And when you're using the science of investing and understanding the way your portfolio was built, designed, the goal rate, what are we looking to achieve? What is the the return that we're looking to get? What we call the goal rate. What is the time horizon for that portfolio? Because a portfolio that is ninety five percent stock, when the markets drop, will drop a lot more percentage wise than a portfolio that is sixty percent stock.
2: Right, and and the closer you get into retirement or use of your money, the more important it is to manage that risk so that you don't incur those very significant drops when you need to pull money out.
1: So if you're you know, talking to an advisor, one of the questions that you would want to ask the advisor is what percentage can this portfolio drop with a 95% certainty?
2: And Ira, do you believe that most investors would be able to get an answer to that? I do not. Yeah, I don't I don't either. That's why I asked you. Yeah. And I don't it, I don't think they would.
1: Yeah, and the reason why I don't think they w- they would be able to get that answer is really very simple. For the first 17 years of my career, I worked for six different companies. And I learned how to create stories to sell different products. And I was guilty of using those questionnaires that had, you know, 10 and 12 different questions to come up with a moderate aggressively investor, uh, or a moderate investor or a conservative investor. But I was not taught what the portfolio can go up or can go down. Right. So I don't believe most, most advisors are taught that.
2: So if the advisors aren't taught that and don't know that, that makes you really think about how, um, how able they are to really determine the risk Mm -hmm. level
1: of your portfolio. Yeah. They're not, they're probably not going to be able to. Yeah. But you know, in 2000 when I was introduced to the science of investing and the fiduciary standards and the prudent man rule and realized that I wanted to go in the direction of coaching clients to equip them to be able to build a portfolio that would be what I like to refer to as a lifelong portfolio. Mm-hmm. Now, when I say lifelong portfolio, it doesn't mean that we're going to pick an 85% stock portfolio and we're going to keep that there for the rest of your life. You know, if you're 40 years old, you know maybe you want a 95 or an 85% portfolio. Mm-hmm. I was in a 95% portfolio up until three years ago. And then I started putting the stock down, reducing mm-hmm. my stock percentages down because I didn't want the portfolio to have the potential of dropping 54%, you know, as I get closer to 70. You know, not that I plan to retire. I don't have any plans to retire. And I know that you had a very interesting article from a guy who said, don't retire yeah. when he was 80 years old. Yeah. Um, but I know how much risk I'm taking Uh, I can, you know, tell you that my risk is slowly going down. You can make those adjustments as you get closer to retirement. You're going to want to reduce your risk. And therefore, the equity or stock side of the portfolio is very important so that you can have an income in retirement without paying for promises that an insurance company might not be able to deliver. I mean, I had clients come to me that had annuities and they couldn't access the money because they bought an, insur- an annuity from a company that went out of business, and the insurance company that took over that policy put a seven-year moratorium on that money. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and this was a highly rated insurance company at the time. So even those insurance companies can have problems, which is why you probably don't want to put all your money with one insurance company. Um as Anne said, the actuaries who are for those companies that have huge amounts of data are very, very bright. And they can tell you pretty much what the percentage is. Their whole job is to manage the risk for the insurance company.
2: Right. Right. So
1: if you think about the job of an actuary being there to manage the risk for the insurance company, and the insurance company isn't investing your money in annuities to protect the annuities that they're selling you, And if they're using stocks and fixed income investments, why don't you just do the same thing they're doing? Mm. Why don't you just act like an insurance company and work with people that actually understand this using the science of investing? I mean, I think that's a great question because
2: it'd be actually less expensive too.
1: Yes, it would. So... The potential to actually grow your money better than the promises because of no limits. Yeah. Um, not have 100% liquidity of your money at all times. Potentially more money. Sounds like a win-win to me. Yeah. So you're listening to the Investor Coaching Show. This is Ira Work with Ann Zawaski. Paul will be back next week. I know he's been listening to the show as he's been texting me. Again, um, hopefully we did okay. Hopefully can't take a full day things. off. Can't fully take time off.
0: Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. If you want to learn more about what we do? Go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there. And if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors, and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one.